Hello, folks. You are listening to The Dungeon Boys. We are a group of silly friends telling a story Dungeons and Dragons style. If you like what you're listening to, which we're assuming you are since you're at this level of the campaign, go ahead and check us out on any social media. You can find us at The Dungeon Boys, spelt B-O-I-Z, and can see some amazing art that we're getting from some local artists to really support the community. And this is indeed a phenomenal community. Speaking of community, you can join our community on Patreon and get feet pics. Hey. <laughs> I genuinely recoiled. I'm not going to lie. I genuinely recoiled when I saw Jesus. that picture. <laughs> it was phenomenal. It's a great drawing. But, Justine, uh, hands down, your best work to date. And it's a bummer how fucking good those are. Yeah, there could be stickers one day. I guess our podcast can become a safe space for people with foot fetishes. That's fine. No. Whatever. In other news, as you've probably already guessed, this podcast is rated M for mature. Because we say not the most appropriate of things. Boobies. Butt fart. Dick balls. Boobies. With that, let's go ahead and introduce the boys. Tell me a fun fact about your character. Hi, my name is Arland. I play Valen, the winged tiefling warlock. And a fun fact about about Valen. Oh my gosh, what? There are so many non-fun facts about him that it's difficult to find something. Sad boy facts. Oh, when... I have something fun. Okay, um... When Valen was a little, 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 wee little boy on Invinia, he came across a little mimic and tried to keep it as a pet, and his mom said no. Oh, did it bite you? Yeah. Oh, that's really cute. It bit, it bit his little finger. Valen has a mom. <laughs> that's the fun fact. That's the fun fact. Valen, Valen has a mom. Facts. Not the fact that he tried to keep a mimic as a pet. Not, no, it's just that Valen has a mom. Valen has a mom. <laughs> hey, guys. It's me, Lindsay, and I play Six, the Tabaxi Rogue, in Stardust Echoes. And a fun little fun fact um, about Six is that she's only been in love one time in her life. Mm, I love this fun fact. Was it with her reflection? Wow, Arlen, that's a dick move. <laughs> what, what did he say? I said, was it with her reflection? Because that would make sense. <laughs> yeah, nobody else has topped that, so nobody she's... Nobody else has topped that once. It's when she turned pink. <laughs> she turned pink, yeah. she goes, I am in love with me so much. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> she's got standards, okay? Hey everyone, this is Dylan. I play Temple, a Warforged monk. And a fun fact about Temple is that he is now very, very, very into anime. <laughs> doki doki. Yeah, the more colorful and sugary, the better. Doki doki. Hi everyone, my name's Ellie. I play Pants on Stardust Echoes. A fun fact about Pants: he is, I guess, he's he's not interested in what's the word like love relationships. He's ace. Oh, he's asexual. Mm. He just likes friendship. Oh, I love that for him. Precious. And robot feet pics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's just like he's just like flipping through mechanics. I like robot feet things, but I'm also asexual, so go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey everyone. Uh, Is that the code word for God asexual? Damn it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Sorry, Anthony. <laughs> Some motherfuckers, it's Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I play Grayson Cato, the half elf ranger slash warlock on the Dungeon Boys first campaign. Start us motherfucking echoes. Let's fucking go, echo, dude. Echo, echo. Fun fact about Grayson is actually um, he wanted to uh, be an animator uh, as a child because he grew up watching Doki Doki Hearts Club and he just really kind of fell in love with the art yeah. form. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, being Aww. from his uh, background and the family he's from, uh, that was never an acceptable Aww. career path for oh, him. Man. So can he draw? Yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah. He's drawing the feet pics. <laughs> no. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> uh, but so, you know, instead of animating fun uh, kid shows, he is a killer. 
uh, and a uh, soon-to-be dragon rider. The tone shift of your intro was amazing. <laughs> yeah, I love a scene where he's like drawing. Anyway, yeah. sorry. That just like created a whole new perspective of Grayson for me, and my heart was like, <gasps> Yeah, that's pretty cool. I feel like every episode we get a whole new perspective of Grayson. Well, because normally <laughs> Anthony's like, Hey, my fun fact is that my guy has silver hair. <laughs> so, <laughs> he's like, like really tall and shit. <laughs> he likes guns. But you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Here's the thing you're not wrong. Why don't you draw a picture of Grayson, like, drawing, and Six comes over and is like, What are you doing, pussy? Yeah. Fucking drawing. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. I mean, oh, six, get out of here. <laughs> oh, Dad, no. <laughs> get in touch with your feelings. What is going on, everyone? It is Grant, and I play your golden dragonborn barbarian, Kastal Tarash. And a fun fact I would have to say about Tarash is that when he was younger, he would always play a prank on his parents with his twins, uh, Tarun and Tarheen. You know, so like if his parents told him, Torash, to put the twins to bed, he would grab one, go bring him to bed, and then the other one would run out, be like, haha, and <laughs> constantly swap and make it look like the one kid was always running around, you know? Oh, cute. I love it. What a dick. Yeah. Torash has brothers. I have brothers. Hi, folks. I am Justine, and I play the DM. <laughs> and a fun fact about Jagalda is that her first mission ever was a mission to find Warforges. Hmm. Oh. And with that, the Dungeon Boys proudly present Stardust Echoes. last episode. Within the walls of the prison that orbited Stratus, the team was on a mission to give prisoner 707 the contents which Grayson's brother Jericho had left them. However, once in this high-level prison, prisoner 707 turned out to be Six's father, Bart. The terrifying tabaxi revealed the reason he was so absent from Six's childhood because his patron was having him train yet another to take his place, Valen. While settling from the shock of this reveal, Grayson gave Bart the item from Jericho. With a vicious snarl, Bart used this item to shut down the prison's main defenses and escape. While trying to escape themselves, the team almost lost one of their own. Six. Now running out of the prison, they get upon the stingray, and really is what they have done. In the beginning, there's there's too many sounds. First, you notice your breath heaving as you run, footsteps pounding on the metal entrance of your ship, alarms loudly slamming into your ears next as they echo from behind you. The hum of your ship quickly starting up and Jagalda's cat-like body furiously tapping upon the main console. You hear a prisoner scream farther away as the golem is ripping his body apart. Grayson tossing each of you your weapon with perfect accuracy as you catch them. Temple grabbing sixes as well as his own. Your feet stick to the floor as the gravity enforcers begin and the ship begins to rapidly pull away from the docking part. And as you accelerate from this dark prison, you start to see them. Pods, ships, mounts all taking off swiftly in every direction, zigzagging as these prisoners start to escape. Jagalda quickly hops on another pad and starts maneuvering you out of the way with her paws as you all stare out the window. Does it look like she's making biscuits on the dashboard? <laughs> 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 like rubbing her paws and making the ship fly? 
<laughs> Tense moment, but we're making biscuits. <laughs> Aggressive biscuits. Biscuits. <laughs> so we're like, we're all kind of looking out the window and we go like, oops. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, Jigalda, let's, uh, let, let's get us, get us out of here. Um, Torash, um, you want to take the helm on yep, this? Everyone strap in. We're getting out of here. So Torash, you walk towards the helm, but there's someone in your seat. Oh, shit. <gasps> no. I hold the uh, I hold that guard baton up and I spin the chair around to see who it is. Legs crossed, comfortably sitting, sits Tariff. What an adventure! Sure was. What can I help you with? And I slowly put my uh, baton down. He waves his hand. Your ship becomes completely invisible. Hmm. The council is on their way and should be arriving at any moment to clean up the mess you have all made. So I thought I would assist a bit, considering saving all of your lives has become more of a full-time gig for me lately. But let's put that brain of yours to use, Dragonborn. Pull the ship 6.8 parsec northwest of the main continent. Oh, it seems I'm in your seat. And then he gets up and allows you to sit down with like a light, sarcastic bow. I just kind of like keep an eye on him and I just gently sit in the chair. Temple moves over to a over to a bed um, and lays six down. Probably, you know, just rest. You need some time to recover. That was a lot. He turns and faces the group and Tareth. Tareth says, good thing little scout has nine lives. Am I conscious? Barely, but yeah. Six just looks at Tareth and says, Ugh, not this fucking guy again. He smiles. She passes out. <laughs> um, like, Tareth, what What do you want? I need to talk to Grayson and Valen alone. Uh-oh. <sighs> well, um, there might be some kind of conference room we can go into. Yeah, there is. Come on. And Grayson starts leading them out of the cockpit, essentially. Okay. As he walks by, he pats he pats you on the head, pants. He shivers. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you walk up. up it's, a, it's a very small area above the bridge, kind of where a captain would do planning with their main crew. And you all sit around a hologram board where you can like project images in the middle and things. And Tareth actually takes the head seat, sits down, puts his feet up. His perfectly shined boots are there and kind of leans back. He rolls his shoulders. Quite a nice ship, big brother, like you use, eh, Grayson? Yeah, he uh, has been able to make quite a bit of uh, money for himself, I suppose. Indeed, the black market deals he does go well for him, but apparently not for you. And he looks out the window and you just see like more ships are coming off of the prison. What my brother chooses to do with his life is his business. So you're in no way responsible for all of this at all? Well, uh, responsible adjacent, I guess. Not directly. <laughs> what happened in that prison, boys? With... Let's not play stupid. I felt a pull in my power from not one, but two sources. Oh, well... Turns out when you curse somebody, uh, it's more of a two-way street rather than a one-way street, so. Interesting. I've cursed many people, and this is the first time this has happened. Maybe I'm just special. He, like, looks at you really up and down. Well, if you are so special, Kato, why do I fill it with this one, too? And he nods to Valen. Mm, maybe you just can't get enough of us. Obviously. Maybe you've realized that in order to get what you want, you need the combined power of... And then Grayson just kind of looks at Valen. Us. Maybe. Or maybe you are fucking around with our deal. I see your tattoo has been altered. Uh, yeah, Valen tried to uh, remove it. Tried to uncurse me. Valen will um, roll his sleeves up. And you'll see kind of the infernal on his hand, on his arm. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it didn't uh, work out like I thought it would, or the teller told me it would, so 
but it was worth a shot trying to break this connection with you. Little demon, this is more complicated than either of you can imagine. Definitely seems so. Would you care to elucidate us? I can see through those torn pieces of shirt on your chest, the marks you hold, and the green stone in your hand. Lilith is your patron, yes? One hell of a patron, I guess. Yet for some reason, when you use magic, it pulls upon mine. Eh, and then I hold both hands up and like close my fist and you see the green crackling from the stone and then the red and black from the from his side from his like offhand mm-hmm. from my right hand yeah uh so it seems like um i might be uh, drawing some power from both of you at that his feet go off the table and he sits up straight and leans forward fingers intertwining hands crossed as he leans forward on the table so what next with this Bond between the three of us. Well, my first question is, with everything going on uh, in the system currently, how big of a threat are A, you, and B, Lilith? Is that something that we should be actively worried about? He kind of sizes you up a bit, like he's debating, answering you. For the first time, you're asking the right questions, Grayson. Now, let's travel back through time a bit, shall we? I am old. Far older than I think either of you can quite comprehend. Older than your council, even. I started as nothing more than a fire genasi. Different name, different life. Thousands of years ago. Eventually, my powers manifested, and I outgrew everyone around me, and learned, and descended into the pits of hell. Hell, as I believe you know, it's a dimension that stands parallel to this one, a different plane. Well, due to some of my not finer moments, I was banished, trapped, punished, Whatever you want to call it, I was imprisoned to Terrence 19. Power stripped and quite alone. Eventually, I began to gain some of my old talents and abilities back. I would practice magic, usually on strayed mercenaries or visitors to the abandoned, feared planet. Boredom and frustration without an outlet for your magic can be such a dangerous thing. Even on a mind like mine. So fuck with the small shallow minds around me. Like yours, for example. And he smiles this beautiful grin. Because he's quite handsome. Valen scoffs at him. (laughs) But alas, it seems fate would like to pull me back towards the one who cursed me to that wretched planet. More than I had foreseen. Lilith. It's not so fun being cursed now, is it? Careful, child. Lilith, my mate. Oh. We were together for many years, but I rejected the mating bond eventually. She had become too evil and power-hungry, even for demons like us. When I rejected the bond, she sent me to that planet. Yeah, she can be a bitch. <laughs> oh, I'm laughing. <laughs> I guess he la- he'll laugh at that, too. Um. <laughs> that she can. There's so many stories I can tell you. I'm sure you could tell me. Alas, we're getting off the point. As I had said, she had become... something else. Something too evil for even my taste. So I stepped away. What, you mean you guys didn't start off like that? No. No, we did not. But I won't bore you with the semantics of demon mating bonds. What is of interest is how all of the unique creatures in this vast star system, both of our magic, ended up in you, Valenglimt. Or something as powerful as a demon curse being split amongst two individuals. 
And I feel like you guys both look at each other and back at him. And then he lifts his hand out and goes, Come, little one. In this like really soft voice you haven't heard. And I think Azron peeks his head out from behind your shoulder. And he says, A blue dragon. Fascinating. What a unique group of individuals you are. Because, you know, he knows that blue dragons are also extinct. Let's leave it at that. I will be on my way. Please don't try to remove the spell again. I don't want to get a scratch and possibly don't even want you to die. I think, by chance or providence, the three of us, at least for the time being, are intrinsically tied to each other. And I think it's in all of our best interests to do what we can to keep each other alive. Because it's, like I said, this is now a two-way street. And I don't want to see what happens when there's a car accident on one of them. Well, seeing as I have saved your life twice now, I seem to be the insurance backer of our little trio. But yes, try not to die as hard as that may be for you both. And then he leans back in his chair and he says... To the stars, gentlemen. And then he disappears. Well, that dude's a dick. (laughs) I don't like him. I really don't. Uh, No, 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 no. All right, well, this is something we got to figure out, Grayson, so. Do you know where Lilith is right now? Um, I don't know. I can't track her. Um, We tried summoning her, and that (laughs) didn't work out. Um, I think she's on a different plane. She's she's definitely not on on our plane of existence. I know that for sure. You were in her service for years. What does she want? She just wants to be powerful. She wants to take over the galaxy. She wants control over this entire plane of existence. And now she has another servant in the form of Dion Centric, it seems. Uh, he, apparently. Um, maybe it's he was k- taken by her. Maybe she enticed him with some sort of power to stand up to those that were picking on him. She preys on the weak, and uh, she knows how to manipulate pretty well. Young minds are easily corruptible. Well, we'll need to find him eventually, and how do you feel about, you know? Well, well, we'll do what we must, I guess, you know? Yeah. Cross that bridge when we get there. We're going to switch back to the other group. So you see Tarith, the handsome, well-dressed demon walk upstairs with your two friends. Six is passed out on a cot. Torash, Pants, and Temple, you're just standing there. Um, is Torash flying mm-hmm. in the cockpit or whatever? Yeah. Um, so I think Pants goes over to Torash and asks, how you doing, buddy? You asking me about Tarwin? Maybe. I'm doing all right. Okay. I, you know, I'm going to miss her and think the bed's going to feel a little colder, but I know that she's going to, I know she's going to feel a little stronger. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, I was looking through my various things and I came upon um, this and he holds up a mug, the highly decorative mug. And he's like, I think you should have this. Oh, oh. Thank, thank you, Pants. That, that's all. That means a lot. You you might have to clean it. I haven't had a, a moment, but you know it, it it it's fine once you clean it. Oh, thank you, Pants. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Just something for you to remember her. I miss her too. Yeah, we'll, we'll see her soon. Yeah. I know she's going to be stronger than she's ever been when we see her again. That's what I'm looking forward to the most. Yeah, you're right. Uh, after Temple placed six on the bed, saw that she passed out, saw a demon walk past. Uh, he walks over to one of the windows and sees all the prisoners escaping, uh, likely to disperse throughout the system and cause untold suffering. Um, <laughs> he's, uh, he's just going to stand there, I think. And, uh, I don't, I think he's, I think he's going to be lost in thought about, uh, you know, this whole mission and the work that we're doing and the questionable good that we're doing and uh 
I think he may be having a bit of a hard time with this. <laughs> uh, Pants like looks over uh, from their conversation and goes, you miss heroin too, hot temple. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I only have the one mug, so you'll just have to, you know, remember her. I thought Torash would want it more than you anyway, so. Huh? What? Oh, uh, yeah, I do miss her. Um, maybe we can share the mug, but it, probably not. <laughs> oh, boy. And he, he goes back to looking out the window. <laughs> <laughs> what are you looking at, Temple? And Pants, like, walks up to the window and as he sees all of the um, ships leaving the, leaving the prison, he goes, oh, did we do that? How many of them do you think were just in there on space cannabis charges? <laughs> Amazing. They're probably not all terrible people, right? Like this isn't, this is fine, right? Uh, Pants? You know, it's just like the Alcatraz of the Adile system. It's but just, yeah, literally. Just yeah. petty crime, petty theft, jaywalkers, right? Uh, I don't know. Torash, you, you want to take this Tax one? Activators. I... I unfortunately couldn't know. I've never, I've never been to this place, so they could be. I've visited prisons and met with people and, you know, given kind of rituals of passing for those on death row. But this, this is, oh, oh no. <laughs> he sees more and more ships just leaking out of this place. Like, can we maybe go back in there and, and stop this? Or is no. that impractical? Cause yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I don't mean to interrupt, but what happened? Oh, man. Well. I am scanning some of the individuals. This is not good. This is not good. It's very not good. This is the last time that we run an, an errand for a dubious person. Or at least let me scan items. I could have told you what that was. Oh, I forgot that you could probably do that. Oh, no. It's okay. I know I am now a cute kitty. Meow. <laughs> you are a very cute cat. Um, well, shit. What are we talking about anyways? <laughs> if I had to guess, I would have to say, judging by how much security there is in that prison, I don't think that those were those were jaywalkers or, or stealers. I think they were a little bit more than that. A few of us walk in there, we deliver a thing, one, one tabaxi goes nuts, and the entire prison folds like a lawn chair. <laughs> and then as you're talking this conversation down, Valen and Grayson are walking back and they hear lawn chair and they're in the combo now. Yeah, guys. Yeah. What the fuck? I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, we should have um, thought about that a little bit more. If my scans are correct, we will not need to worry. And she's like, you see all the of the lights? There are 172 council fleet ships encircling the planet. Mm. Yeah, see, the fascists are going to catch with the criminals. Let's leave. It's fine. Everything's fine. We need to land. You are all wanted by the council. Wait, is that official? Well, I pay attention to conversations. We need to land? We need to land. Is the ship still invisible? No, Terra's gone. Oh, dick. <laughs> <laughs> Glad somebody asked that question. <laughs> is there is there any buttons or any configurations that I could do to, to actually make the ship turn invisible? Yeah, so the ship can be stealthy. It will blend in. But the closer those ships get, the basically the lower the DC gets. Now. <laughs> but if you land, I mean, they're not after you right now, but if they find you. Right. Well, they don't know it's us because it's not the ripple. So there's also that. That's true. So let's just uh, get on the planet. What what, what coordinates did uh, Tareth give you? Uh, I, I don't know. I've never been to Stratus. It's just on the other side of the planet. Uh, how much time till we get there? You're there. To the location? Yeah. It doesn't take that long for a ship to get to the other side. Okay. I thought we were still I thought we were still airborne. You are airborne. The coordinates were on the other side in orbit, so that you're in the opposite side of the prison. Mm. But you need to you would need to like still land if you wanted to land. Yeah, well, uh 
this seems like a good place as any to hit uh, to start uh, our descent onto the planet. Shall we check the tracker to see if we're in the right continent? Might as well. So as you look at the tracker, this big beam of light that had been this planet that was projecting has like almost zoomed in. Mm-hmm. And now you are seeing a continent and you're seeing actually a a radius of like 50 miles. Oh, um, where this key could be, which I mean, for it looking at further an entire star system, that's pretty pinpoint for this piece of older technology. Um, and Torash, you realize that you're pretty close to that continent and you you could land there right now if you wanted to. Is there a way we can amplify the tracker with um, Jigalda in any way? No. Okay. Torash, take us in. All right. Am I going to the spot where Terrace, where Terrace pointed us out, or are we going closer to the closer to the tracker? The tracker. All right. Bring us. I'll bring us down closer to the tracker location. So you begin your descent. Torash and Jigalda are working really seamlessly together as a unit, and you're kind of starting to weave down through the upper atmosphere. Six's eyes grimace open and she kind of groans and then rolls over as she sees her home planet surface approaching. The first thing you see as you descend through these really dark stormy clouds are the tops of brightly lit neon buildings. Small ships and speeders weave through in organized patterns through the tops of the continent. Some landing on these buildings, you know, others just making their way where they need to go. You kind of get a little bit lower than those first tops of the buildings and you start to see signs appear almost everywhere, attached to anything they can be, attached to ships, sides of buildings, little bots holding these signs. And you notice that they're bright, flashing their advertisements in almost every language. You descend even lower and lower and it's getting more and more crowded. You're passing multiple docking stations and this torrential downpour of rain just starts from the clouds above. And this cyberpunk world seems to really go in and out of focus between the streaking rain on your ship and the steam and smog casually shooting out from the sides of buildings. The lower you fly, the harsher the environment looks. Many streets are actually coming into full view now and you can see tons of trash or hooded figures. It's very run down at the surface and it, it, it some disgusting sights really come into your view for any of you who have not been to this planet it really looks like they've just kept trying to build this city on top of itself over and over again the more power wealth and elite status you have the higher your offices and homes get leaving the layers below you just to rot and as Torash finally touches down in the crowded lot a cyberpunkish motorcycle just whips by, barely missing your ship. Grayson's new outfit fits perfectly with this aesthetic. <laughs> it really does. The um, dissension, the feeling of dissension kind of rouses Six up a little bit, and she looks out the window, and she just goes, Ugh, home sweet home, and then passes back out. What time of day is it? On the planet. It's about 4 p.m. Sunsets are on 6. Okay. One of the suns is already down, though, so it's very dim lighting. Um, I suggest um, we probably find somewhere to hold up for the night and just relax until we start looking for the tracker. You know, we got to regain some strength. You know, with six going down, and I took some hits, and, you know, I could use it. I think we all could use it. Did you want to stay in the ship, or did you want to find somewhere to go? I think we could probably just stay in the ship. Yeah, you've parked in a very large, like, lot in the city where tons of ships are anchored. It's not just you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you guys want to take a long rest? Yeah. If we go to bed at, like, three or four, we'd be heading out around midnight, so. Uh, what do you, what were you guys talking about? In there, with Terrace, alone, without us. <laughs> Anything you want to share with the group? Nothing too sinister, Pants, don't worry. More just, uh, he is a little confused and concerned as we are about the, uh, the division of power between 
Valen and I, and himself. Division of power. Division of power. Division of power. Oh, that makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. We're, we're not going to be a triarchy leading the Adile system to some dark future. Don't worry about that. No. going to happen. Oh, right. I was because I was very worried about that. Yeah. Yeah. I could see it in your eyes. So, uh, does be just because you guys, you know, got tattoos now means that you guys are, are buddies now, or mm, I think we all get tattoos. Do we all get tattoos? Buddies is kind of a strong word. I think we are all unintentionally tied up in each other's well-being for the time being. I guess what I'm trying to say is, as I would like a tattoo as well, so I can feel included. Okay. I pull out a Sharpie, a marker. <laughs> Pants, if you don't mind, and Grayson takes the... Yeah, I had, I had, I had, I had Grayson the marker, so you can draw something. <laughs> he, he holds out his arm. <laughs> and then Grayson probably takes, like, I don't know, like 20, 30 minutes just drawing, like, a, a little sleeve on Pants of, like, kind of the journey so far, like, scenes from Tarrant 19 and, like, the twin sons Aww. of the dial system and... You know, the, like, yeah, just, like, landscapes and just, like, a cool, (laughs) just, like, a cool sleeve of, like, what we've done. Grayson, you're a good artist. It's, uh, something I always had a passion for. Never really was able to pursue it in a real way. Well, if the dragon riding thing don't work out, I mean, at least you have that. I think if the dragon riding thing doesn't work out, uh, (laughs) the entire star system's going to (laughs) probably die, so... Yeah, you have a point. Pants like looks at his arm and he's like, he's like welling with tears. He's so happy. Aww. <laughs> he like goes over to Tora. She's like, look. What? <laughs> Pants is never gonna shower. <laughs> <laughs> never. <laughs> Stinky boy number one. We already know he doesn't change his yeah. clothes. <laughs> Sixteen. No. Seventeen of the ships, the twenty ships that made their way from the prison. Have already been caught by the council. Mm. Well, that's good. Mm. So there's still three ships out there, then. See, there you go, Temple. Nothing to worry about. I suppose not. Fear is a natural reaction to moving closer to the truth. I think Grayson nailed it on the head when referring to the fascist regime. It's tricky when you see a institution of power holding criminals, but the keepers are criminals as well. It's confusing temple hmm. no snowflake thinks the avalanche is its fault he, he looks at you he's like Grayson <laughs> templeism from Grayson <laughs> wow I will ponder this and this is the start of a very very big avalanche that started even before we landed on Tarrant 19 Grayson that that is that is a an amazing point. I will I will consider that. I would like to experience snow with this body. It's been a long time since I've seen snow, too. I'm curious if we do get through everything, and we do secure the cannon, and we do keep the council at bay. The system has a chance at restructuring and reforming. I, w- I wonder what form it will take. I think there's a future in which... The six of us will have an opportunity to help reshape it. Temple. Yes, Dragalda? I think that your guidance would be much better than the Council's. Hmm. Well, I suppose the bar is pretty low. <laughs> Temple for president, 3063. <laughs> 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 Just like a shitty like campaign button, like a <laughs> him in a suit. Yes. I will now activate force fields. And the ship's stealth and shields activate. And from all of your guys' knowledge of ships, especially you pants and torash, you can tell that Jericho did not lie. This ship is phenomenally good at becoming stealthy and keeping you protected. So there's a sense of, yes, you're on a strange planet. Yes, you just had a strange encounter. You're exhausted, but you feel like you could sleep without an issue. Wait, so 
Isn't the the ship cloaked like invisible or? No. It's- oh, I just imagine we're like in a parking lot full of like other ships, and out of nowhere, ours just disappears, <laughs> and everyone's like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. <laughs> It's still there. <laughs> Why is it? <laughs> it? It's more like no one would be able to get a read on yeah. the exact kind of ship or where it's from or where it's been or cool. detect anything of inside, that sort of a thing. Perfect. Uh, perfect I think perfect. Pants, once he f- sees the ship do its cool stuff, he goes, oh, Chigalda, can you give me the whole schematics of this ship? Of course, Pants. And then a projection that's very pantsy size of like a bunch of records and like cool like holographic projections of pieces of the ship all kind of plop on your lap that you could like sort through and go through there's like buttons in the air that you would press to go to different pages and things oh yeah he gets to it i think um grayson takes off his his jacket and kind of like drapes it over six while she's sleeping and recovering and then walks over to valen and temple do you guys know what technology Jericho gave to Six's father to, to completely neutralize a prison in one swoop? Anyone who'd like to know can roll. It wouldn't be history. Help me. Help, 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 help. Be, I, I would imagine it'd be like Arcana. It's not. It's tech. Yeah, okay. It's technology, it's which in this world. Which is magic. Yeah. Ish. But that's not front of you. Well, I guess you knew what it was. We had it on us. Okay, anyone who wants to know, see if they knew anything about that piece now that they know what it does, can roll Arcana for me. Uh, Grayson rolled a natural one. Oh, piss. Temple asked that, and Grayson's just like, what? <laughs> I don't know. Valon rolled a 13. Torash rolled a 15. Pants rolled a 13. Plus 5 didn't get me shit. <laughs> Temple's the one that asked, so he has no clue. Um. Yeah, none of you know. Okay. Damn, how hot was you see? 17. Almost. You know, I've been thinking since we are now bound together by our purpose, we should probably come up with a name for ourselves. Fucking finally, thank God. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Grayson's in that! <laughs> Temple in the boys! No. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should be called, well... I will wait for six. No, no, Jagalda, tell the tell us what's your idea. Six inspires me with her love of death and dying, and how much she has died. So it would be fun to be called the six lives or the seven, if you include myself. I think that's a solid backup. <laughs> 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 I Galda. I'm like, yeah, her. You scratch her back, and she says, mm, yes, back up. And she, like, her back goes up like a cat. <laughs> if you would like to sleep, I will. Watch. Temple, I will make sure to download some some blueprints of the area. Thank you. That will be a great help navigating this place. I've, I've visited the upper upper levels, but I have a feeling we'll need help when we go further down. I think Six will be extremely knowledgeable. Um, also, Jigalda, if you can... I don't know if you can, but... Try to pick up on the energy frequency that we're looking for to help us narrow down the search a little bit. Like maybe we know while we're resting. If you can, you can't. It's all good. Pants, please place the tracker upon my kitty bed. He just picks up Fidget as best as he can because he's really big now. He's trying to like lift him up. Fidget, <laughs> fly. Oh yeah. <laughs> As you're trying to pick him up, he just flaps his wings and then pants is like, as you go up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, right. Fidget can fly. (laughs) And he goes over. And then Fidget kind of lands like a bird nesting on the thing. Jagala jumps on Fidget's back and plugs her tail into Fidget and goes, now scanning. We're creating a transformer. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, 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 we're making niggas work. (laughs) My secrets. (laughs) More than meets the eye. (laughs) You can all take a long rest. The second sun of the system goes down on this large, bustling city. This loud city you hear of, like, race pods going in and out of the streets. You hear people in all different dialects and languages passing by. It's like a city that never sleeps. So, sleepy time happens. You all wake up. 
I think Grayson's a little on edge, so he'd probably wake up fairly early. I'd probably, I'd probably, and I'd probably wake up once I start hearing like anyone getting up and moving around the cabin. You see Fidget and Jagalda completely cuddled on the pilot seat, and you see Inferna Jones and a mini Inferna Jones on top of Inferna Jones, mm-hmm. tiny hellhound, which is Sir Charles, also cuddling on the floor. Inferna Jones is growing um, because she is a hellhound and. Her growth speed is not the same as other normal animals or dogs because she is a creature of ash and smoke and lava and all these crazy things. And she is now the size, like before where she was like a German Shepherd puppy, she's now the size of like a... A Border Collie? Yeah. She was, uh, whereas before she was like 15 pounds, like a puppy, she's bigger now. And I think that you all kind of are with her every day, so you didn't notice, but when you wake up, you see kind of the ash marks around her from her body, like ash has fallen around her, and you know she's she's a bigger girl. She's like molting. Yeah, almost exactly. Well while all the other animals are growing, so Charles is still the same size. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say at this point, Ozron's probably like the size of like a main coon. Oh, cool. Where he started off like, you know, kit like Big yeah, kitty. Like kitten teenage cat size, he's now bigger. Still small enough where he can like chunky boy chill on me oh. but he's definitely growing mm-hmm. okay cool because you're leveling up Fidget's, fidget grew last episode yeah but again with Ozeron too it's not like an overnight thing it's like a slow progression of him growing our babies are growing up yeah ah good morning Grayson morning Jagalda morning Balin morning 18 of the 28 ships have been captured oh good Thank you for continuing to track that. This ship is powerful. How far out are those uh, other two ships? Can you track that at all? or? They are beyond my scanning range. Um, I got a question, Jagalda. Are you able to tap into uh, the Council's communication without being detected? I can try, but I do not know if the risk is worth it. I'm just trying to figure out what they're... <sighs> See if we can tap in and see if they're if we know when they're coming or if we can kind of get a reading on where they're at with our uh, ragtag group we got here. If you can get me next to the council's equipment, I can probably hmm. He's like processing. I could probably tap in. Sounds good. Alright, Valen's gonna go to the replicator, get some coffee made. Yeah, Grayson's gonna go, like, take a shower. <laughs> Gonna try to, he's going to try to replicate some muffins for everybody. Hell yeah. With all this noise, I think that everyone else is awake. Grayson's also starting to grow a beard. That's starting to come in, too. Ooh. But it's silver, right? It is silver, but he does still have some hair dye left over. Delicious. Pants wakes up. Six wakes up. Stretches. Oof. Let's out a wince and a grimace. Says, fuck, I feel like I got hit by a truck. You feel Grayson's coat slide off of you as you get up. She kind of looks at it like, who the fuck put this there? And then she kind of looks at Grayson and then kind of like feels something funny inside. <laughs> like gratitude. Grayson shrugs. It's a little bit funny. Funny. This feeling this inside. inside. <laughs> Six can feel gratitude? Oh my Whoa. gosh. What's happening? Grayson shrugs and just says, you looked cold. Then he grabs his jacket and puts it back on. And she just kind of has a scowl. Like, I don't know how to receive this. All that, walk, all that happens, Valen's <laughs> going to walk up with the muffin and some coffee and hand it to Six. <gasps> Thank you. I thought I heard somebody talking about Tarawin. I, I pull out a flask. I'm like, need a little uh, nip. <laughs> she says, ooh, don't mind if I do. She takes a little swig, and then she rolls the cigarette and lights it up. Yeah. Pants, like, what is six on? Like a couch or something? Or like a... You're on the bridge, which is like where the command center is, but there are like comfortable seating areas around, and she's kind of like snuggled almost cat-like up on one, and now she's just rolling a yeah. cig. I think pants, like, like if... This sci-fi cool comfy couch had like um, armrests on it. He like peeks up over the armrest and looks at 
Six and her muffins. <laughs> hey, Six. You feeling better? Six just jumps back like, ah, oh, Jesus pants, you scared me. Da, space hey. Jesus. <laughs> Hi. Um, I feel uh, honestly like a sack of shit pants. Thank you for checking in. Well, you did almost die, practically. But I saved you. Don't worry. I gave oh. you a, uh, you know, brought you back to life back there. No problem. Big deal. Oh, what a sweet, well, what a sweetie pants. I was almost five, thanks. That would have been a hassle to change my name on everything, so. Yeah. <laughs> so, can I have one of your muffins? <laughs> Six just goes, ooh, um, how about a half a one? Deal. Is that payment enough for saving my life? <laughs> half a muffin? Yes. Is that the, the going rate these days? Six gives pants a half a muffin and a pat on the head. Thanks, Six. All right, and then he walks off. <laughs> An awkward pat on the head. Dad approved. It is 10.30 p.m. according to this planet's time. And I must say, have any of you not been here? I have not. I think Valen would have been here. Dealing in goods. Jericho for sure has been here. Grayson's never been here. <laughs> we are on Stratus. This planet is covered in archipelagos. It is famous for great merchants and trade systems. But this planet has also been monitored as the highest crime rate of any planet, followed closely by Tenebris. The planet's size is the third largest in the system, and this is where we all first came from. Population size, 1.3 billion. Population type is mixed. There are 12 moons, and the gravity is normal. I'm not sure if this is helpful. Yeah, everybody just keep an eye on your pockets. Um. <laughs> That's what you got from all that? Yeah. Well, it's it's a good thing I did, uh, he kind of looks over at Pants, some uh, tinkering last night. Um, oh, 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 and I pull my light sword hilt out, and I ignite the sword, and you see me go and grab pretty much right where... Like kind of like on the edge of where the light sword is ignited, and I pull out uh, like a whole like kind of like a lightning rod. It's kind of like a javelin, and then I, uh, I'm just like, yeah, I did some of this uh, tinkering last night, so now I can throw this at someone if anyone tries to fuck around and find out. And then he puts it back onto the onto the sword and clicks it, and the light sword goes away. Tarash, you're an intimidating person. <laughs> <laughs> That's remarkable. I. I do have to say, I am impressed, Torash. Thank you. Uh, it's my little bit of schooling that I did when I was short, my short time when I was at school. A little bit of tinkering, nothing, nothing too crazy. Torash, I am hurt that you did not ask me for advice about that. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted, I wanted to see if I could, wanted to see if I could do it myself. But it's, it's nothing spectacular. I'm sure if I want something bigger, a little bit stronger, I'll definitely get you next time. All right. I promise, and he holds that, and he holds out his his pinky down into him, which is like the whole size of like yeah, your whole hand. Yeah, just grab it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, six looks at Jagalda and says, "You almost made this place sound halfway decent, Jagalda. Was birthed out of the asshole of this place. <laughs> Try not to make any eye contact. Clutch all of your belongings." And hang on to your tits, people, because this is going to be a very interesting experience for all of us. <laughs> Hold on to your tits. Temple puts his hands on his metal chest and he kind of looks down. He's like, what? <laughs> okay. Never heard that. <laughs> I'll do my best. I also did not know that people or tabaxis could be birthed out of assholes. Must do much research. <laughs> Before we all head out, I've been doing some thinking from our brief conversation last night about maybe thinking of a name for all of us and since we're following in the footsteps of the Harpers I figured something like maybe the Requiem might be a fitting title for us it's it's a musical celebration of the dead yeah 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 Grayson that sounds real good but I thought of a few names as well <laughs> I came up with and he pulls out like a list and it like drops to the floor 
the six friends of power. <laughs> the mustache posse. Ooh. The escapees. I like that one. And my <laughs> personal favorite. Ooh. Pansonator and the groupies. Ooh. <laughs> I could go on, but I think we all know which one is the best. Well, yeah, it's, it's, we can just do the Pantsinator Requiem. Pantsinator Requiem? That's my favorite. Yeah. I do not want to actually, above the table, I do not actually want to be named any of these things. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, good job being in character. My other suggestion, after listening to all of Pants' suggestions, my other suggestion was the coda, which is signaling the end of a musical movement. <laughs> Har- what about, like, Harper's Requiem? Or the Harper's Angels? <laughs> what did Requiem mean again? <laughs> Requiem, it's it's a uh, musical movement that celebrates the dead. That's beautiful. Mm, I like that, yeah. The Harper's Requiem. I like the pants requiem. <laughs> the pants and Nada. But I also don't wear pants. Don't you make her kitty pants, I swear to God. <laughs> but she can have pocket. Yes, she could. Pockets, little pockets. Are we going with Harper's Requiem then? Harper's Requiem. I think that's a, that's pretty fitting. Do we know if there are any current Harpers alive that would be signaled by this? We don't. Torash is knowledge of the book. Told you I'd get it to mm, you. Thanks. <laughs> Comes out, and he had read that book and learned that the Harpers, while growing smaller, actually do exist today. So there are some contacts that do exist. Oh my gosh, they're the Illuminati. Yeah, basically. So Torash, if you want to bring that up, you're allowed to, but you don't have to. You can keep it to yourself. He just kind of looks over to Gold and he says, "Well, the book that I read a couple of days ago, at this point, uh, said that there should be still some around, although." very few and far in between, so we'd have to ask the right people to figure out where they are and how to get to them. Hmm. It would signal a revolution. It would. We've already stirred the stirred the surface of the pot at this point, so do we want to stir a little deeper? Let's mix up this gumbo. Let's mix up this gumbo. It's gumbo, but I love you. <laughs> That's what I said, gumbo. You said gumbo. You said gumbo. You said, yeah, you said, you said, said gumbo. gumbo. I said, well, I said uh, gumbo. Let's mix up this gimbo. Whatever. <laughs> it's called gimbo on on Nvidia, all right? Like, it's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's space gumbo. God damn it. It's like a gimbo. I don't know what this gumbo is, but we got gimbo on Nvidia. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's this great stew that's kind of saucy. We put some sausage in it. and gimbo. It's a little bit spicy. <laughs> it's got space shrimp in it. Space, space shrimp. A, it's a little bit spicy. Scrump. I like scrump. Scrump, scrump, scrump. So above the table, Harper's Requiem is what we're going with. Yeah, that's Harper's sick. Requiem. Yeah, love it. Love it. Are you planning on adventuring out? What we do, we are. I will try to record as much information as I can while you're gone. Um, also, if you can keep a channel open to, uh, if we hear anything back from um, the Cato's about that scroll that I left them, that'd be great. There is actually one current message. Oh. Can you uh, play it for me? It is directed only to Torash. Oh, well, then never mind. <laughs> I expect you to be like, keep playing. Yeah, just play it. Play it. <laughs> uh, who's the sender from? Secret love video. It is from Calliope Cato. Calliope. It's my sister. I'll hang back in the ship and listen to it, and I'll meet you guys outside in a minute. Okay. Okay. So do you all walk out? Reluctantly. Reluctantly. <laughs> <laughs> Six six tells everybody keep your keep your pets in the ship. Do not bring a pet, especially you, Grayson. What about fidget? Mm, I don't know, pants. What if I ride him? Uh, I don't know. I just feel like he's gonna get taken and disassembled and sold for scrap 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 metal. Okay. Scrap scrap metal. Uh. Above the table, though, that might take our artificer out of combat. Yeah. I can magically summon Ozeron to me. Love that. Yes, so I'm going to leave um, Sir Charles to hopefully there's another mech suit in there that he can kind of jump into. Oh, that's so cool. And keep guarding. Pants, can't you can't you um, 
well, above the table. Can't pants like play a little fife? His little pan flute. I don't think he can summon, summon him. <laughs> he took a level. He took a level of bard. Yeah. <laughs> Ellie, yeah. do you want to make like a cool thing where I can make it so I can magnetize to him? Well, I was gonna say since Fidget is a bird and you're very clever, if you wanted to make it where he lays flat and the the wings kind of come over, it could become like a cape or like a jacket. Like I wear Ooh. him. Do you want a body armor? A cool jetpack backpack. Yeah. Since yeah. he's very shield themed. If you wanted. Only yes. if you wanted. Yeah, that'd be cool. That's like so shoulder smart. shoulder armor. Yeah. That's a great idea. Is he is he the same size as you right now? Or is he smaller than he you He is still? about the same. He's like maybe like an inch taller than I am. And in that mode, it would like boost your AC or something. Yeah. Just while while he's Ooh, like that. Oh, that'd be fucking cool. It's like you have it's like you have your shield equipped. Yes. Okay. So that's really cool. That's a good idea. Next thing you know, she's gonna be like be able to just mech suit mech suit think, pants. Maybe that's where it's going. Yeah. That's awesome. What? Yeah. Fidget will not be my pants. Fidget will not be my pants. No, like eventually they'll get big enough that no mech suit. Oh, a mech suit. It'll fold all around you and stuff. Make an Iron like, Man suit. Like an Iron Man suit. <laughs> so it cool. Protects, it protects you from the waist down. Yeah. Protects your little cobalt dick. Mecha pants. Yeah. Guys, that's awesome. That's so cool. A cup. <laughs> A fidget cup. Fidget cup. Transforms. Oh, uh, okay. Well, how about this? And he goes, uh, fidget. Armor status, and he goes, uh, "Yes, pants." And he flaps up, and then like drapes his wings over pants's shoulders, and then his body kind of goes flat, and his fidget's head kind of becomes like a really blocky-looking hood. Ooh, that's cool. Kind of thing. Does it still have the beak though? Yeah. So, it's, but it's got the beak, so Imagine it's like, like the blue falcon or something. Yeah. Yeah. So, like when he flips it over, it's like a like a helmet. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking sick. Oh fuck yeah. Love it. Six looks at pants and goes, uh, uh, yeah, that'll work. Great. I don't think anybody's gonna fuck with you looking like that. <laughs> yeah. I'm assuming that the materials that that just made out of is pretty light then and durable. Yeah. Well, he's made out of warforged parts and stuff. He flies. He flies. Like most birds, they. Fidget has hollow metal bones, so he can fly. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah. No. He's pretty hollow. It's okay, Six. I'm holding on to my titties as he walks off the ship. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Good work, Temple. Okay. You all walk off the ship, and Torash, you're left alone. Fallon's going to try to listen to the door a little bit. What a creeper. <laughs> well, perception. <laughs> Roll it, bitch. Can Pants do it, too? Can he, like... Open up like a collapsible cup or something and hold it up next to Valen, next to the ship. Yeah, so you all go out and then you look behind and see fucking Valen and Pants like, oh, like listening in. It's cool. I just rolled a five. No big deal. Pants rolled an 18. God damn. Okay. Valen, you do not hear what's happening. Pants, you do. Yeah, sweet. Torash, you can press play whenever you want. Trigal to play the message, please. I don't think that I'm. Calliope, I thought it was this button. No, you. Oh, oh, hi, Torash. Um, I know that you just left, but I was learning some new um technology things. Oh, I'm holding it upside down. <laughs> oh, wait. And then she gets louder, and then she's like, "I just wanted to say that I'm learning a lot and having a really nice time, and I miss everyone, and I'll send you guys things. I'm. You can tell Temple that I'm." Getting very close to his tea recipe he gave me. There's so many resources and beautiful flowers on this planet. But I really miss the lot of you and, well, I especially miss you. And I see your face every once in a while on the, uh, the advertisements. Um, you don't have to respond to this. I just, um, wanted you guys to all know I'm okay. She's so stupid, I love her. <laughs> uh, Jagald, I'd like to send a message back. Of course. Hey. Now recording. <laughs> Sorry. Now recording. Now recording. Uh, <clears throat> hey, Terwin. Um, I'm very happy to hear that. It's I, I know just from what you learned overnight when we were at Grayson's house was phenomenal, so... Seeing the fact we've been gone for almost a day, I can't imagine how much you've learned already. 
I cannot begin to describe how proud I am of you, and I cannot wait to see you when I see you. Uh, we all miss you. I especially miss you more, and bed felt a little empty and a little cold last night, so um, I check in with you, check in with you soon, and best of luck with everything. Bye. No. <laughs> Message ending. I will send that to Rash. Thank you, Chigala. And he goes to step out of the ship. You see Pants leaning against with a cup to the ship listening. It's that moment where the doors open and we're just like, jolt back. Pants is <laughs> looking at <laughs> Do you react to Pants? I just kind of grab him by the back of the shirt and I just kind of throw him on the throw him over my shoulder. All right, let's go walking. <laughs> he like pats Torash on the back, but he's like over his shoulder, pants Torash on the back. He's like, there, there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. We care about you. And may all your space travels be safe. Mm-hmm.